the Gospel of St. Luke, 24th chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. Let us pray. God of light and wonder and mystery and presence, as we break open and listen to these familiar words, may we hear your word for us this day. And so we pray in the power of your many names. Amen. Now, on that same day, two of them were going to the village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus said to them, What are you discussing with each other other as you walk along? They stood still looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know these things that have taken place in these days? Jesus asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death. And crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and beside all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They went at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed, indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and enter into glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them, the things about himself and all the scriptures. Here with the Spirit, the same to the church. Let's pray. Help us, O God, to be masters of ourselves so that we may become the servants of others. Take our lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. And take our hearts, God, and set them on fire for Christ's sake. As they came near the village to which they were going, Jesus walked ahead as if he were going on. But Cleopas and his companion urged Jesus strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. 
they were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made, and how he made known to them, how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. If you believe within your heart, you'll know that no one can change the path that you must go. Believe what you feel and know you're right because the time will come around when you say it's yours. Believe there's a reason to be. Believe you can make time stand still and know from the moment you try. If you believe, I know you will believe in yourself. Right from the start, believe in the magic that's inside your heart. Believe all these things, not because I told you to, but believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, just believe in yourself as I believe in you. Christ is risen. risen Let's do that again. Christ is risen. risen One more time. Christ is risen. risen Woohoo! We won. Let the celebration that began two centuries ago just keep right on going. Jesus overcame the powers of death and sin and disease and rose from the dead so that you and I could thrive. Amen? Amen. Amen. Jesus is the winner. That makes us winners too. You betcha. Have you, have you ever won anything? What was it? Name some things you've won. Rap all. What's that? Braces. braces. Okay, braces. Good. Stuffed rabbit. One more time. I didn't hear. Bingo. I've never won bingo. Monopoly. When I was young, I did a coloring contest. I had to color this coloring book, and I sent it in, and I won a brownie camera. Do you, you remember brownie cameras? They were cool, and he took really good pictures. Whatever you and I have won in the past, it all seems like chopped liver compared to the gift of resurrection power that is ours to have and to hold because of Christ's victory over death and destruction. I was zapped by God's Spirit this past week, and that's why the title and song of the message for this morning changed. With the change of title, I want to offer an apology on behalf of the Church Universal. We haven't spent enough time and energy on being winners. We all work so hard during Lent to prepare for the victory of Resurrection Sunday. 
But then what? What is a winner's life? Unlike what we have known or dreamt of, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and life in its fullness. In this morning's gospel passage, Jesus shows up unbeknownst to the two on the road to Emmaus and tells them the exact same thing. What's wrong with you guys? We won. You are winners. Remember all the things we talked about? It's all true. You are free to live and love as Easter people. In all honesty, I think that Jesus is a little hard on these poor disciples, don't you? They had just witnessed one of the most gruesome and horrific killings ever known to humankind. No one could blame them for the way they were feeling after all they had witnessed with the death of their leader and their hopes and their dreams of a revolution. And to top it all off, Jesus' body is missing. Jesus is missing. Oh my gosh, the one that they and we are depending on to save us and help us and lead us in the new life of resurrection power is MIA. Have you felt like these two? Have you ever felt like these two? I know we are all victorious followers of Christ that know the end of story, but even so, it's hard to feel like you and I are on the winning team when Jesus is missing, right? Terrible things are happening all around us and inside of us all day long. Children are dying. And we, or someone we know, our loved ones are going through stress-filled times and there's nothing we can do to help. Jesus is missing. Or we can't see him at any rate. And we are just like those Emmaus-bound folks, scared and anxious, perplexed and paranoid, and most of all, blind to the presence of the holy. As most of you know, my husband Mark was admitted into the UCS hospital a few days after Easter Sunday. When we got to the hematology oncology clinic, Mark was very weak, extremely congested, and his oxygen level was in the low 80 percentiles. The amazing doctors and staff at UCSF know Mark's condition and health history intimately, and they immediately placed him in the hospital in a matter of hours so that we could get the best possible care. For Mark and me, and for most of you here at 7th Avenue, this description of what occurred in the last week or so seems pretty par for the course. Mark has been in the hospital countless times after his bone marrow transplant in June of 2012 for a myriad of issues and complications, and each time with the incredible work of many, many health, professional, health professionals and countless prayers. Mark has come out on the other side, able to do amazing and wonderful things. My wonderful husband is a winner and a fighter, amen? 
Amen. I am so amazed at his spirit and his courage to face each new challenge with grace and gratitude. And so this last little episode seemed like just ones that we had faced in the past. But something was different about this stay on the 12th floor of the Long Hospital. Mark was getting great care, as always, from the medical team, and I would drive over to be with him for most of the day. But I just didn't feel right. I found myself being irritable and critical to the point that even Mark noticed that something was up. As the week wore on, I found myself becoming more and more and more upset and exhausted. So I asked myself, what's going on, Melvin? And the usual calm and happy Melvin spoke from the depths of his soul. I am so angry. This has been going on for so long now, for so many years, and I am sick and tired of it. Long-term illness sucks. Amen? Amen. I can't stand it anymore. Mark has been in the hospital for a week, and he feels as sick as he did on the day that he got admitted. This is so unfair, and I have had it with living with illness and death being so close at hand. I am so mad and upset. I could spit. Mark was going to be released from the hospital, so I ran across the street to the pharmacy to pick up his prescriptions, still fuming and yelling inside at God and myself. You are missing, Jesus. Where the forget-me-nots are you? And God who never misses an opportunity, says to me, I'm here, Melvin. I'm right here. You just can't see me. You're darn tootin' I can't see you. Help me, Jesus. I am so tired and upset. I can help you, Melvin. You are a winner. I have given you access to the resurrection power of love, it's the Easter season, after all. How do I access resurrection power, God? I am so tired and desperate. I'll do anything. Change your perspective. What did you say? Change your perspective. That's your answer? Yep. Are you out of your mind? Try it, Melvin. What have we got to lose? I sat there for a moment. I took a deep breath and went for it. The next thing I remember was this crazy 
wonderful sensation. All the energy that was being drained out of my body a few minutes before had completely, completely turned around. I felt like life flowing, was flowing back into my body and into my spirit. It was amazing and powerful and life-giving. And I heard the voice of God speak to me once more. See, it works. Look at what's happening. Look at what has happened. And I have been with you and Mark through it all. You are a winner, Melvin. You met your husband, the man you love more than the world. And you have spent more time with him than more couples do in a lifetime. You have built huge communities of love around the both of you. You and Mark received over 200 plus prayers of love and support on Facebook in a couple of days, which is so amazing. You have used your gifts of creativity and connection to build a whole new life so that you could be with me, Mark's caregiver and loving husband. You have seen your faith and courage and love grow in leaps and bounds because of this incredible journey with Mark, more than you would have grown in decades of time. See, it works. Changing your perspective works, and all you had to do was let go. Breathe and go for it. Were not our hearts burning within us? while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. My heart has been burning ever since this little spiritual exercise lesson with God. And I have also discovered that like all exercises, I need to practice perspective changing every day, multiple times a day, in order to stay in a place of passion and gratitude. Long-term illness and all that it demands is crazy hard. But Jesus is not missing. And he is with Mark and me and the joys and the struggles of every day. The burn is seeing God in all of it with the power of resurrection love and the mercy that, a thr that thriving winning demands. Our Lord, who is no longer missing, but risen speaks to you and me this morning. Change your perspective. Change your perspective about your circumstances. Change your perspective about the people that are driving you crazy. You are a winner, and winning turns out to be a discipline, one that you will have to practice again and again many times a day. Because, you see, my beloved, the world is suffering from long-term illness. Amen? Amen. You can be light and hope in a world by changing your perspective and seeing my resurrection power of love and mercy all around you. Oh, yeah. And one last thing. Once you decide to try this and practice the discipline of winning, your life will never be the same. Read the book of Acts. That's just a small glimpse of what it will be like for you. 
I have given I have given every one of you every one of you a calling a special way of engaging with life and spiritual dynamics that will be painful and difficult but have the power to transform and heal practice makes perfect go ahead beloved try it mark and i <laughs> Mark and I are grateful beyond words for all of you and all of your prayers and love and endless support. Without your prayers, we would not have the courage and faith to practice changing our perspectives every day, multiple times a day. Without your love and mercy, we could not be love and hope to those we are called to serve. Our dear LGBTQ brothers and sisters that need to know that God loves them so, so much. The disciples on the road to Emmaus and Mark and me and all of you have a long way to go still. But the living God and the power of God's resurrection love is with us as we walk with long-term illnesses and the challenging relationships towards the place of wholeness and shalom. God's speed and blessing to all of you this morning. And one final word from a musician and coach's arsenal of daily mantras. Practice, practice, practice. Believe there's a reason to be. Believe you can make time. Stand still and know from the moment you try. If you believe, I know you will. Believe in yourself right from the start. Believe in the magic that's inside your heart. Believe all these things, not because I told you to, but believe in yourself. Just believe in yourself. Believe in yourself as I believe in